Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall. Today we'll discuss the most effective way to get your energy back, exercise. Yes, we know some people love it, some people hate it, but it isn't a necessary thing to life. Yay. <laughs> now the, uh, the programs so far have been mostly lecture and I think we have maybe a few more like that to go. The discussions will come in later episodes. But uh, the, these broadcasts are recorded, and we need to get the material laid out so that you will know what it is we're talking about when we refer to these principles in later discussions. Now, I'll soon come up with one uh, uh, or an episode on respiratory conditions or respiratory problems. And so I think in uh, light of the COVID problems that uh, the world's having, we do need to uh, have some information on that. All right, but back to exercise. God's plan for your life includes active exercise. Let's see what it can do for you. You want to live longer? I do, oh, I do. You do? Yeah, me too. <laughs> so here's how Dr. Roy Shepard, an expert on exercise and aging at the University of Toronto, explains it. You'd have to go a long way to find something as good as exercise as a fountain of youth. And you don't have to run marathons to reap the benefit. Little more than rapid walking for 30 minutes at a time three or four times a week can provide 10 years of rejuvenation. Now, if that's all you hear in the broadcast, that one's worth, worth a take-home. Yeah. One of the early studies on the relationship between exercise and aging was done by Dr. Herbert DeVry. In one study of his, more than 200 men and women ages 56 to 87 in a California retirement community, participated in a fitness program that included walking, a walk-jog routine, calisthenics, and stretching. After just six weeks, their blood pressure dropped and fat decreased, maximum oxygen transport increased, and neuromuscular signs of nervous tension diminished. Analyzing the results, DeVry concluded men and women of age 60 to 70 be, become as fit and energetic as those 20 to 30 years younger, and he added the ones who improved the most were those who had been the least active and the most out of shape. So there is hope. Wow. So, not that it's all that easy and often not fun, but uh, you there is hope. You can improve. Yay. <laughs> Later, we'll share more information on how to use exercise to help lengthen your life. 
Here's a brief summary of some of the things that regular exercise can begin doing for you right now. Exercise will improve the tone of your muscles and blood vessels, changing them from weak and flabby tissue to strong and firm tissue, often reducing blood pressure in the process. It will increase the efficiency of your heart in several ways. Gradually, it will grow stronger and pump more blood with each stroke, thus reducing the number of strokes needed to supply your body with life-giving blood. It will improve your digestion by quickening the circulation and helping, helping to lift the blood back to the heart from the digestive organs and thus normalizing your bowel action. More important as you grow older. Yes, it is. It will increase the efficiency of your lungs, conditioning them to process more air with less effort. It will increase the maximum oxygen consumption by increasing the amount available and the efficiency of its delivery to your body's cells. It will improve the overall condition of your body, especially your most vital parts, the lungs, the heart, the blood vessels, and the endocrine system. This will impart added protection against sickness. Now, I might add that uh, COVID is one of the examples of this. Uh, in addition to a respiratory disease, COVID is also majorly a cardiovascular disease. And so you would need to have dealt with most of the, the problems in circulation and with your heart dealt with in preparation for warding this disease off. All right. Uh, you can change your whole act, outlook on life, enabling you to relax, work more efficiently, and handle stress better. When it is not overdone, it imparts a cheerful quality to the mind. It will enable you to sleep better at night and think better during the day. Exercise strengthens the will. You will be able to get more work done with less fatigue. It will slow down your aging process by slowing down the natural physical deterioration that old age normally brings. It will give you a new zest for life at a time when you need it the most. There is evidence that it can reduce the likelihood of cancer. Now let's look more closely. Exercise consistently done with proper moderation as the years advance can help heart attacks as well as many other ailments. The blood vessels are delicately lined with smooth muscle fibers. And if these special muscles do not receive adequate exercise, they gradually atrophy. And the only way that you can exercise a blood vessel is to put demand on the blood system to provide more oxygen. When you exercise, your muscular tissues use up oxygen more rapidly. Your heart has to beat faster to pump along a new supply of oxygen-carrying blood to meet this demand. As your heart increases its pumping action, it pushes more blood through the system. The blood vessels expand and contract in order to meet this demand. This exercises them. Without that exercise, they become flabby and begin to deteriorate. 
aside from the physiological benefit that exercise has on the heart, the arteries and the veins, it also improves muscle tone, which will stand one in good stead in emergencies. Then there's the improvement in digestion that takes place. And you have, you've had, or have you had to deal with nervous tension? Well, yes. you know, one of the best ways to counteract it is the physical fatigue from healthful exercise. And that benefit cannot be stressed too much. The involuntary muscles of the body, for example, those in the stomach and the intestinal canal, are strengthened by the exercise of their fibers. That's, that is the uh, and smooth muscles just as much as the voluntary muscles that, such as in your arms. They all need it. At the same time, the muscular structures of the body, such as the heart and the uterus, are improved. Difficult and painful menstruation is often relieved by a general program of physical exercise and a careful diet composed of natural foods. I wish I'd known about that when I was younger. Well, me too. <laughs> of course, then, if I had known all that, I might not have bothered to learn medicine. Uh. Physical exercise helps children to grow. The proper development of their bones, muscles, and other body organs are keyed to physical activity. For some reason, children seem to sense their need of physical exercise more than do their elders. Now, it probably shouldn't be a surprise for children, but it, it is with uh, people getting older that just don't seem to sense the need for exercise. However, you can't hold the kids down. That's true, especially yeah, tell, a two-year-old. Yeah, tell me about this two-year-old grandchild of yours. <laughs> yes, the one that runs around, zing, 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 zing. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. does that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Loudly. <laughs> and then he crashes. And then he zing, zing, zing again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not recommending you do that at about 80, but uh, <laughs> you do need to be aware that the body's got to move. Right. Now, the nervous system is improved functionally by body movements of any kind. Exercise provides the powerful increase of oxygen to the body. Ordinarily, a man inhales about 500 cubic inches of air every minute. But by walking for four miles, or four miles an hour, he draws in about 2,500 cubic inches per minute five times more than when he's sitting down. Physicians are now prescribing exercise as part of the recovery program for speeding up the recovery of surgical and maternity patients, uh, preventing phlebitis, clots, embolisms, kidney stones, and loss of calcium from the bones in bed patients. They require it for restoration of physical and mental health in elderly invalids. I'll also comment here that um, when, because of the uh, space, uh, uh, trips into space, uh, we learned that astronauts require um, 
a lot of physical activity in order to keep their their body and their bones from deteriorating. And they used to keep hot, um, such or oh, as patients with open heart surgery. They used to keep them down, and they learned you don't do that. They were probably be better off the day after surgery to get up and start moving concrete blocks. The patients just, don't like you very much when you well, do that. Well, they don't, but that's the only way to uh, to get recovery. That's true. You have to get the heart and the blood vessels working. Otherwise, you have all these serious problems. And so you don't want that going on. All right. Now... Research was done limiting circulation in some dogs. Well, they didn't want to do it in humans. And so half the dogs were exercised, half were not. Five to eight weeks later, the exercised group showed decidedly more improvement in collateral circulation. What happened was there was an increase in tiny blood vessels to bypass the narrowed artery. And so many heart specialists believe that regular moderate exercise will do the same for many people with coronary artery disease. Lack of physical activity leads to abnormal acceleration in blood clotting. And obviously you don't need that. In view of this, it's now felt that regular ongoing activity all year long may be important in preventing and reducing strokes and coronary heart attacks. Now, this thought um, that spurts of activity at intervals in an otherwise sedentary life is a good idea, probably not. It's not going to do the same. The exercise needs to be more or less regular. It doesn't have to be harmful. You don't have to, to do it really fast, really strong. You just need to get out, raise the level of your heart. You don't exercise till you fall over? No, bad idea. (laughs) Yes. Walking is good. All right, coming up, how good is your jogging, or is jogging for you anyway? Good question. See you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. 
Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. When a loved one is aging, family, friends, and caregiving supporters may have a lot of questions and be looking for the answers and guidance they need to take the next step. On Aging Life Network, host Nancy Oriola talks to professionals such as doctors, lawyers, authors, and other experts related to the field of aging. You'll learn more and, more importantly, reduce stress on yourself and your loved ones. Tune in every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive welcome back to recover and thrive we've been talking about the benefits of exercise but that is of little help unless you actually do it and do it correctly. My wife reminds me a lot. Yes, she does. Continuing on our course of the effects of exercise, other studies have shown that moderate or vigorous exercise can reduce blood cholesterol levels. And this is an important factor for, say, in atherosclerosis patients. This level is often much higher than it should be. Now, I will say that exercise is better for you and more likely to get positive results than medication. Now, I'm not saying that medication is not appropriate, but I am saying that if you've got a problem with cholesterol, with inflammation of the blood vessels, check your diet and your exercise. That may solve the problem long before you have to have medication. Now, one comparative study was made of elderly men who in college had been physical athletes. You know, the guys that we all looked at and go, show off. (laughs) For the most part, 
they died from heart disease about as quickly as the rest of us. Now, this was due to the fact that after leaving college, they did not continue to exercise vigorously. Another research study conducted by doctors Paul White and William Pomeroy analyzed the later living habits of 355 men who had been Harvard football players between 1901 and 1930. Their later exercise program, or lack of it, was compared with their health, longevity, and deaths. Across the board, these men who lived sedentary lives did not live longer. Dr. N.J. Morris of the British Research Council found that London bus drivers were more likely to die suddenly from coronary thrombosis than their fellow workers, the conductors, who walked about collecting tickets from the passengers. He also discovered that government clerks more frequently suffered from fatal coronary artery infarction than do the government postmen who are out on the streets delivering mail. Do you want to live a long time? Exercise. Regularly, moderately, but exercise. And do it for the rest of your life. Eventually, we all decline, says Everett Smith, director of the Bioenterology Laboratory at the University of Wisconsin. But the quality of life is so much higher for the elderly who are physically active than for the people who sit waiting for the Grim Reaper. Aging brings problems, and everyone past 20 is aging without exception. Each year, after reaching maturity, the heart's ability to pump blood drops about 1%. That is a lot. By the time you're 60, the blood flow is about 30 to 40% slower than when you were a young adult. With age, the amount of air that you can exhale after a deep breath lessens and your chest wall gradually stiffens. Nerve messages travel through your body at a slower speed, about 10 to 15%, by the time you've reached the age of 70. But studies reveal that most of the age-associated declines can be delayed by exercise. For example, exercise lowers the resting heart rate and increases the amount of blood pumped with each beat. Exercise puts stress on the bones and causes them to have more calcium in them, thus making them stronger and less susceptible to fractures. You know, there was an argument about whether people fall and break their hip or if they break their hip and then fall. And it's kind of a toss-up. But to avoid that, put some stress on your bones. You, of Mm. course, need plenty of calcium, and vegetables are a good supply of it. Nonetheless, you've got to put some weight on those bones, or they will decalcify all by themselves. Even if you get enough calcium? Yeah, even if you get enough calcium. So the bones are made to be under stress. If you're young, anticipate the aging process and get ahead of it. If you're older, then get to work. Begin a moderate exercise program to help keep you in shape for the years to come. 
Even though you may be older, exercise will improve your heart and respiratory function, increase your muscle strength, and give you denser bones, quicker reaction time, and reduce susceptibility to depression in a number of diseases. But if you're over 50, exercise carefully. Avoid jumping and pounding activities. Yes, exercise, but do it carefully and properly. A little frequently with gradual buildup in your exercise program. And if you do get stopped by sickness, start back slowly. The best objective is light exercise, such as walking for 30 minutes, three to five times weekly, as we've said. Take it slow, gradually build up, and know your limits. Do it regularly. Warm up first with stretching or slow walking. Cool down afterward by never stopping suddenly when it's done. If you've seen people that run really hard and then they at the end or the finish line they'll fall over and just lay panting on the ground it's dramatic but it's not really good for them and so don't recommend it mm. stay on your feet keep walking around cool down gradually and let the body or the particularly the heart and the lungs catch up if you leave them in that high speed and you're not drawing in air, you're likely to have an infarction. One of the great faults of our current civilization is that our young adults at about age 25 become too busy to exercise. Now, usually that's too busy playing with their screen toy. <laughs> Nonetheless, too busy. Yet, for the next two decades of their lives, they probably needed even more than when they were children. Walking is one of the simplest and best exercises. Go outdoors into the open air and walk. Leave all your cares behind and briskly set off with your arms swinging. Take deep breaths of air as you go. Some people use a pedometer to count the distance. Other people clock it. Go for a brisk walk and come back 30 to 60 minutes later. The deep breaths are important, but the quality of air is also important. If you live next to the freeway, I advise you go somewhere else to do your walking. It may take you a little time and effort, but the quality of air will make a big difference in the results of the exercise. Now, jogging... Well, is it a great way to exercise, or maybe is it not? It's fine if you're young and don't stick with it too many years. This is what the experts are now conceding. Even Dr. Kenneth Cooper, the Dallas physician who launched Health and Fitness uh, with his book Aerobics in 1968, has shifted gears after suffering from bone fractures and heel problems from years of jogging. He says, I've changed my mind. I'm running less and performing better. <laughs> and that's where the problem is, the bones and the joints. So uh, running can be great for you, but 
the pounding and pounding and pounding will eventually take its toll. So I'm not really a fan of jogging, even though if you're younger, yeah, have fun. Go for it. Um, and then weightlifting, well, strength training is one thing, but the exercise that keeps you healthy, you'd want to be focusing more on things like oh, walking, hiking, cycling. Let's see. I miss hiking. You do? I well, do. I miss it. Let's see. Walk. Let's see. Do not think of exercise as only for your off hours. And so you do. But when you exercise, breathe deeply and don't try to get it all at work. You need time to relax, and exercise should be associated with relaxation because that's part of what benefits you. If you do it all at work, then it is it adds to your stress. Now, you want to take time to thank God while you're busy walking. It should be a spiritual time. You're not wanting to just walk and think of it as mechanical. You are a spiritual being, and so you need to, to treat it that way. Now, Gene Tooney, who was a boxing champion, advised his students take regular exercise, not violent weekends and sporadic bursts such as squash, but a daily drill that becomes as much a part of your life as brushing your teeth. Interesting. Now, can, you, can you cause your muscles to grow even as you age? Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back to Recover and Thrive. We're talking about exercise. Dr. Arthur, or Arthur, 
H. Steinhaus is a dean and professor of physiology at George Williams College, developed an exercise program that would also build some muscle in the process. And we could all use some of that. He said, in a German laboratory where I worked, it was discovered that muscle can grow only at a certain rate. And a very small amount of the right exercise will start it growing at that rate. Hmm. Do you want to know how that is? Yeah, that's interesting. How you do that. All right. If you contract any one of your muscles to about two-thirds of its maximum power and hold it for six seconds once a day, the muscle will grow as fast as it can. Every day, there are bound to be intervals when you have six seconds to relax. They can make a tremendous difference. Suggestions. Pull in your stomach. Pull up your chin. Do these exercises on company time. Do them I'm while sure you're... the bosses will appreciate that. Well, they probably would because it would benefit. <laughs> yeah. Do them while you're going from one place to another. Weave them into your day's routine. Actually, exercising can be fun, and you need it, both at your place of business and your off hours. Here are nine basic exercises which would fit in to the recommendations. Stretch while sitting, laying, or standing. Straighten your spine while standing with your back against the wall. Expand your chest. Suck in your stomach while sitting or bending over. Flex your arms by pushing, pulling, or reaching. Bend your legs by squatting, climbing, or walking. Limber your toes and feet. Firm your muscles by bouncing, pinching, or kneading them. Now don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Remember you're going for about two-thirds of the capacity of the muscle. And then only for six seconds. A sample exercise program. So now, for a few moments, let's consider an ongoing exercise program designed just for you. There are dozens of ways to do it, but here's one. If necessary, find a friend with whom you can do this exercise program. You can help each other stick to it. But with a friend or without one, the next step is to find your target heart rate. Your target heart rate will help you exercise at just the right pace for you so that you don't overdo it. Your target heart rate is the most effective training pulse rate for mas uh, maximum cardiovascular and excess fat consumption for a person at your age and current level of fitness. First, take your pulse. The easiest place to feel it is on the side of your neck, or you can take it on the thumb side of your wrist, palm up. Use your first two fingers and not your thumb. The reason you use two fingers is that the, uh, the finger that's closest to the wrist or to the hand will uh, block off the blood flow and the finger in front of it will be able to feel the blood trying to get through. And so you mm -hmm. feel the pulse. 
If you try to take it with just one finger, it's not going to work out. Now that you know how to take it, you'll want to find your resting heart rate. To be most accurate, take your pulse for a full minute when you first wake up in the morning while you're still laying down on two consecutive mornings. Now try remembering that. <laughs> yeah, get up in the morning. The first thing I'm thinking, oh, I want to take my resting heart rate. <laughs> I'm sure that's the first thought everybody had in their mind when they woke up this morning. <laughs> yeah, well. For the Especially rest if they, they woke up with one of their toddlers going, mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah, I have no suggestions. Just see if you can get this done. <laughs> All right, the average of those uh, readings is your resting heart rate. You will then want to find your target heart rate. Here's how to learn what it is. Subtract your age from 220. I'm sure we don't have anyone over 220 in the listening audience. Nonetheless, 120 is possible. Then uh, the... Uh, product of that, or the, the remainder, is your predicted maximum heart rate. This is the fastest that your heart should ever beat at your age. Example, 220 minutes minus 50 years of age equals 170. From your predicted maximum heart rate, subtract your resting heart rate. That's the pulse you had when you remembered first thing in the morning to take your pulse, right? Right. Example, 170 minus 71 equals 99. You would want your resting heart rate to go a little below 70, but not much. At this point, let's see. Now, is that at any age, or is that... Is that just what you're saying, the, the example of the 50 years for the resting heart rate drop, not dropping below 71? Certainly when you're adult, the, the athletic uh, people that are athletically um, sound, the heart tends to slow down. Hmm. The higher it gets above 70, the more exercise the heart needs. Is what that means is that it's not efficiently pumping the blood with each stroke. Okay. So at any rate, your previous was example is 99. That's your range. So at this point, you want to select the target zone for exercise, and this is your current level of fitness, and that would be a percentage of your maximum heart rate. If you're a beginning exerciser, this percentage will be about 60%. If you're already doing it regularly, it can be about 70%. Competitive athletes will often use 80%. Now multiply the above total by this percentage, that is 99 times 0.6, and you'd round it up to about 59. Add this to your resting heart rate, and you have your target heart rate. That is 59 plus 71 equals 130. It took only a few moments to figure, and now you have your target heart rate. In order to determine, or to quickly determine it later, 
just now divide your target heart rate by six. This will give you your 10-second target heart rate. Henceforth, you will only need to take your pulse for 10 seconds in order to see how you vary from your target heart rate. The example 130 divided by 6 is 21.6, which rounds to 22. Of course, this formula is only a guide. You'll want to watch your own body for signs of overexertion, such as pounding in your chest, a dizzy or faint feeling, or a profuse sweating. Now, these could be easy to tell, easy to notice, but a lot of people don't notice it. And so learning how to listen to your body is very important if you're going to be doing anything. Oops. Don't push through it. Not just physical it. activity, but if you're, if you're wanting to track how you're doing, you need to pay attention. The body is always talking. Now, as time passes on this program, you may find that your resting heart rate will lower somewhat. It should. During your exercise program of fast walking, etc., you'll want to take your pulse as soon as you begin lightly sweating and breathing harder. Just keep track of it. Then there's the recovery rate. This is how long it takes for your pulse to return to normal. To find this, take your pulse once a minute after you stop your main exercise program every day. It's good for your heart that you slow down and cool off slowly. Take about three to five minutes. So before you begin exercise or an exercise workout, warm up with a few stretching exercises for five minutes, and that will help you help you greatly. What kind of exercise? One that's steady, rhythmic, and continuous. It should place an increased oxygen demand on your lungs, heart, and muscles, and it should use the large muscle groups in your body. Now, there was one inventive athletic researcher who came up with this way to check yourself while you're exercising. If you can't talk comfortably while exercising, you're working too hard. If you can sing, then you're not working hard enough. <laughs> of course, before starting any kind of exercise program, you want to have a medical evaluation before you get going. Each activity is done twice a week to maintain good physical stamina, but if all you have the opportunity to do is to keep up a brisk walk, then do that. There is no better way to exercise. You might want to keep an exercise log, uh, jotting down each time that you did, how long you did it, what date, and if the exercise is walking, be sure to do it in a good pair of shoes that are comfortable and good fitting with soles that are cushioned and flexible. Now, exercise is not supposed to be hard. It sounds like from the list that I gave you that 
it's it can be a real pain. These are guidelines, just so that you don't hurt yourself, and yet you are able to, you know, to improve your life. Remember, if you can't talk, you're working too hard. If you can sing, you're not working hard enough. All right, coming up next, how to to rest now once you strained. Once you have strained an organ of the body. All right, time to go to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive welcome back to recover and thrive we've been talking about exercise and uh, I do remind you that you can hear these broadcasts again at the Voice America website. Just look for the program Recover and Thrive. Now, there are some additional principles. By active exercise in the open air every day, the, li- the liver, kidneys, lungs also will be strengthened to perform their work. That would be quoted from councils on health. Without physical exercise, no one can have a sound constitution and vigorous health. And the discipline of well-regulated labor is no less essential to securing a strong, active mind and noble character. That was written a long time ago, but it's still true. All right, so more about exercise. Here are some sample stretching exercises to limber you up, 
during your five-minute warm-up period. Roll your shoulders several times in each direction. Imagine each shoulder is a wheel. First, turn the wheels forward as though they were car tires taking you down the road. Then put the gears into reverse and rotate them backward several times. Reach your right arm up straight and then stretch your right side up and over toward the left side. Then tilt your body away from the raised arm. All the the while keeping the shoulders straight up from the trunk. Then do the other arm, keeping your hips steady throughout. With your head, hips, and feet in a straight line, pull one knee up to your chest, then do the other knee. You're stretching out the tendons as well as the muscles. Do it gently, but uh, as you do it, you'll find that you'll have fewer injuries, which... In exercise, tendon injuries are more common than muscle injuries. Keep your knee pointing straight down toward the ground. Reach back and pull your foot up to your buttocks with your opposite hand. Use the other hand to steady yourself. Okay, what if you can't do that because you get dizzy and you fall over? Well, you should lean on something, (laughs) get a wall or a tree. Now, it's not as if you have to stand on your head and balance a telephone while you're busy doing all the warm-ups. Okay. Just stretch. (laughs) Okay. With one foot about 12 inches behind the other, bend your front knee and keep both your knees aimed forward. Press your heel back against the ground and stretch your calf muscle. Now, each of the above exercises was done while standing. Each stretched certain muscles, that muscle groups. With your warm-up stretching completed for a minute or two, slowly begin walking. Now you can speed up to your regular 20-minute workout or 30-minute workout, checking your heart rate as you go. After your workout is over, slow down for a minute or two, then stop and begin your cool-down stretching exercises. These, These can be the five described above. Exercise is one of the most helpful of the eight laws of health, but it works closely with all of the others, especially rest and proper diet. How thankful we can be to God for his many blessings. The cool-down period is a real good time to start thinking in terms of the things that God has done for you. Now, let's see. Exercise in a gymnasium. Hmm. Good for you or bad for you? Let's find out. (laughs) Well, what do you think? I mean, you've got good equipment, and that's fine. You have good instruction, but what about the air? Well, I would think that it would be stale air because it's being recirculated like we talked about last week. Yeah, like breathing air that hundreds of other people have breathed. Right, right. Um, There's not really much substitute for open air. And... 
inside is better than no exercise at all. But the quality of the exercise, as far as your body sees it, will be greatly enhanced if the air quality is good. Now, such exercise would, in many cases, be better for the health and medicine. Physicians often advise their patients to take an ocean voyage or go to some mineral spring and visit different places for a, a climate. And in most cases, if they would just eat temperately, live cheerfully, doing healthy exercise, they would recover their health. It would save a lot of time and money. <laughs> so, what does a person who has been sitting at a desk do for many hours? He's tired. Does he lay down? No. He needs to walk. Children, when they're tired, they don't sleep. They run around in the playground. If the body's completely exhausted by strenuous, strenuous labor, a long hike, wash day, or some other thing, then the body does lay down for that. But if only one organ has been stretched, like your brain, it's good to do something physical to help it recover. Um, things like uh, sewing or a desk job, you can get exhausted. But the best thing to do is to get up, walk, stretch, get some air, and it will help enormously and so by doing that you're getting the blood flow re restored you're getting lymph flow you know that uh, the heart moves the blood but there is no pump for the lymph the only way the lymph moves is when you move your muscles and if you don't move them it's not going to happen now, for spiritual lessons, we want to maintain a daily exercise program, but that's not the only thing. We also need to stretch our spiritual muscles each day. Not only are we to accept Jesus as Savior, but we're to work with him and help minister to the needs of others. Just as God gave, so we need to give. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus told his followers, freely you have received, freely give. He also said it's more blessed to give than to receive. This is also a type of exercise. I would like to thank you very much for joining us today. And do ask that you would take time to visit the website and look into what we're doing. The website is being developed day by day. And I appreciate your looking into how we, we help others. See you next week. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week. <laughs>